0: up everybody? Um, kind of screwed that all up. Um Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this will be fun and and to show. And so I <laughs> I'm gonna qualify this before I even do pleasantries and all that stuff. That um this was a little bit more negative than usual, and, and it comes from it comes from a good spot in my heart. Um because I like what you know i like the tech industry i love this stuff i i I enjoy what i do every day but every once in a while you come across something that that doesn't feel quite right and uh before i poo poo all over some things microsoft has done um, I think it's important to say some of the things that I love about them, because I, the company is good, and they've got, they're have got headed in the right direction, and they, they do a lot of fantastic things. And um, OneNote being one of them, I use that every single day, never have an issue. OneDrive, another fantastic product from Microsoft, um, I use it every single day to transfer videos, quite literally between my PC in the basement and the one upstairs, because it's proven to be extremely reliable and fast, as long as you have a good internet connection. Um, there's a lot of other good things inside of Microsoft, but we we need to talk about the the travesty, the the train wreck here that is 1809, and because uh, I wrote up a story late yesterday, and I ended up getting a call from a, um, an executive at a company that is impacted by this, and actually thanked me for finally writing about it because it needed to be public. Because there's a side of the story that nobody had really talked about until um, I got some tips and other fun things from people at various locations around the world. And it's the OEM side of 1809. So if you're not familiar, Windows 10 1809 is the... Red, it was a Redstone release that was supposed to come in the fall. Uh, originally, for early October, they released it, then they pulled it because it was, there was data deletion bugs, and then there was a zip file issue that was deleting data, and all this stuff. And so now we're into um, one day shy of what I would classify mid-November. I, internally in my brain, I consider early November, like eleven, or like the 1st through the 10th, mid 10 through 20, and late 20 through 30. I don't know why I said that, that out loud. But here we are, it is the 9th of November, and there's a little thing coming up called the holiday shopping season, and to be honest, it's probably already starting to kick off, we, we know this, Black Friday is coming up, uh, this is when a lot of hardware, a lot of retail goods are sold, this is a massive time for the year, and as we know, Windows 10 1809 is not available for download at this point. Now, for many you know, weeks after this, I'd been people have been asking me, said Brad, what does it matter? You know, you can just run 1803 and life is fine. And and from an end user perspective, they are absolutely correct. You can run 1803 and, and life goes on. In the enterprise world, life goes on. It, it, nothing is really impacted here. Who is getting screwed by this are Microsoft's partners because let me let me explain. All these vendors were testing laptops that are gonna be shipping later this year or shipping now, sold on 1809. If they were testing it for a late fall release, they were expecting it to be running 1809. Yes, they could have done it 1803 and is more than likely fine, Um, but they're they're shipping 8th gen CPUs. They were testing it on 1809, and that's where they did their stability testing, their benchmarking, and all that stuff, which is not available. Now you could say maybe they should have done 1803, because that was what that was what was available. Maybe they, they did, but they were all expecting 1809 to be available, these laptops to come off the assembly line, and one of the first things that the end user would do would be to run 1809. But they're not. And so this is kind of minor. I know you're probably thinking, God, Brad, this doesn't, this isn't a big deal. Um, and to some extent, you're probably right, because Intel did certify 8th Gen CPUs to run on 1803. That was smart on Intel's part uh, to do that. I don't know if they were they were forewarned or they've been burned in the past, but that is fine. One of the bigger issues is all the marketing material that is advertising new features in 1809 for these laptops that is not currently available. And that's a challenge, because if these companies start advertising... And saying hey you can do x y and z on this laptop because it now has new inking support or drawing input and all that good stuff uh, well actually you can't because the, v- the version's is not available yet it-, it becomes a marketing challenge because again obviously the features aren't there somebody buys a laptop can't do what it shows on the box they get upset again could be considered minor but the problem is, is here every day that goes by it's a little bit later into the shopping season and partners could be missing out but here's the biggest the the biggest, and this is kind of why I wrote the post. Snapdragon eight fifty. Microsoft is making a, a very large effort to make these always connected PCs, which is typically considered of a an ARM based processor from Qualcomm, um, a Snapdragon eight fifty in this case, uh, LTE modem, and long battery life twenty hours or so. That's that's the the thing. Now. Snapdragon 850 devices are shipping today. There's a Lenovo one, a Lenovo Yoga. I went and played with it yesterday at Best Buy. Uh, There's the Samsung Galaxy Book 2. Those are kind of the two bigger ticket items that are running this. And they need 1809. And so this created a really interesting question because I I knew these devices were on sale. So the question became, was Microsoft or were these partners selling this device with 1809 that was known to be broken and deleting data? or were they selling it with 1803 now you might think 1803 and a snapdragon 850 is not a big deal the problem is is that if in microsoft's documentation a snapdragon 850 is not supported on 1803 it's not it, it is not designed to run that it is not optimized for that and now you might say well maybe it runs just fine that is fine but you per my understanding that when you put 1809 on a Snapdragon 850 device, you will get improved performance over that last generation, per what I have been told. I I can't independently verify that, so that is the large qualifier. But regardless of that fact, Microsoft is not officially supporting Snapdragon 850 with 1803. And if you go buy a Samsung Book 2, which you can today, or the Lenovo Yoga, which is on sale at Best Buy as of today, or as of couple last week, maybe, um, because I went and played with it, and they offered to sell it to me. It is running an unsupported version of Windows 10. Now, if you're an OEM partner who made a bet, the the companies that are betting on Qualcomm and Snapdragon-based Windows devices are Microsoft's most loyal partners. They are sticking their necks out for this thing because it is an unproven market. We don't even know if people really want this device, if it even works well enough for them, and so these loyal partners who have stretched their necks out, are now being screwed by Microsoft because they can't ship 1809, which is designed for the chip that is in the latest generation of these devices. It's a cluster. I actually had somebody call me and thank me for writing it up at one of these companies because they can't go public with it because they don't want to burn Microsoft because they need Microsoft. Supposedly, the information behind the scenes is very clear as mud, and that these companies are just kind of twiddling their thumbs, like a lot of us, waiting for this release to go out. It's a really interesting scenario that Microsoft or these companies are effectively selling a device that is unsupported by Microsoft as a brand new piece of hardware. Now, 1809 could come out on Tuesday and everything would be good, but we don't know. Microsoft is not communicating about when 1809 is going to come out. I don't understand why they are being so quiet about this. The fact that they shipped it and then pulled it back means they should be transparent about that. This is a time that Microsoft should be where transparency is most appreciated. And so far, all we have is absolute radio silence and it's impacting OEMs at a financial level and a marketing level. And so hopefully, I I candidly hope that 1809 ships on Tuesday and everything is great, but we don't know. And I don't know if Microsoft knows. We all feel like this is 48 hours away, but at the same time, we've been thinking that for weeks at this point. The fact that this is the second major the second major release of the year that was missed means there is a problem with the development process Microsoft can't they, they can't ignore this anymore and you might say well you know what it, windows is on the tail end of its life it's in a maintenance mode. that is fine you can you can say whatever you want I've even said that but here's the problem that it's creating it's putting a black eye on Microsoft as a whole company not just windows and they can't keep missing these deadlines and having all these issues with a product that is currently on 700 million devices yes it may not be a growth segment from microsoft but it is absolutely still a critical pillar of their corporate entity 700 million people using this i would be surprised if in about a year or so we're close to very close to a billion especially after um once we reach windows 7 end of life you can't be shipping crap consistently at that scale. And Microsoft, I, I think they have to come full transparent here and realize they screwed up firing all of their software testers. And you might even argue that, hey, maybe they wouldn't have cost, caught this. I, I. It's too much, too frequently, too often anymore that Windows 10 is shipping late or with a black eye. And Microsoft, you're hurting your corporate image every time you do this. And I don't... I, the greatest week of my life is going to be when Windows 10 is just perfect and nothing ships and nothing breaks, or nothing ships, nothing breaks with an update. Um, And I get it. Windows 10 and Windows itself is probably the most complex code base base on the planet. If Microsoft fundamentally believes that, stop trying to update it twice a year. Update it once with a quality update rather than two crap updates that miss deadlines. And so I hope Microsoft um, gets their stuff together because it's... It's crazy because this isn't the only issue they had this week. Uh, if you have a Windows 10 Pro licensed device and you suddenly realize that it was unactivated, Microsoft had an issue with its activation servers for Windows where legitimate installs of Windows 10 were broken. And so it says, hey, please activate your device. It looked like you had a pirated copy of Windows 10. Thankfully, it's not like the Vista days where your machine would boot, reboot every hour if you had an unactivated version of Windows. Um, but yeah, they quietly fixed that on the back end. And so I'm waiting to see if they do a triage report. I had heard whispers around that people maybe thought it was a time zone issue based on how the based on well, based on some of the uh, signal and noise, but I don't quite fully know that yet. And so we I'll be curious to see if Microsoft actually issues a triage, but it's just been a rough week for Microsoft. It's been a rough couple months for Windows in itself. And I Desperately hope that they, they really can get their stuff together and and get back to, um, you know, get back to, to, to celebrating releases rather than wincing our eyes and hitting update. So. Um, Other things happening in the world of Microsoft this week. So this is kind of an interesting one. A couple publications ran with this, and I'm I'm not blaming these publications because I think the issue is actually from potentially Best Buy and Microsoft. I'm not quite sure. Um, But what the the news was is that, hey, there is a, what, $599 version of the Surface Pro 6 on sale for Black Friday, or whatever it is, I guess it's on sale right now. Uh, Save $300 it sounds wonderful like it's like almost too good to be true and I think it actually is too good to be true because let's actually look at this device here where's the link okay so this is what the device is right if you look look at it well first off it's really hard to tell Surface Pro devices apart, unless you go all the way back to what, like a Surface Pro 3. But it has the Surface Pro 6 wallpaper, and it looks like it, and Best Buy is saying it is a Surface Pro 6, except that they just say it's a Surface Pro. And so I think this is actually, honestly, just a Surface Pro 5, because that would make sense. They just announced the Pro 6, this is clearinghouse of the Surface Pro, uh, Pro 5, I'm just going to call it Pro 5, it's easier. But one of the reasons why I really do think that this is a Surface Pro 5, look at the key specs here where is the performance Uh, there we go processor model core M first off it's an M3 but I'm almost positive that this is a seventh generation chip Microsoft just announced Surface Pro 6 with an eighth generation processor and there was another thing dual core Dual-core performance. Microsoft made a huge deal that their stuff is now quad-core. So you have a dual-core 7th generation Surface Pro. That's not a Surface Pro 6. Let's just call it what it is. Um, and so there's headlines running saying Surface Pro 6 for 599 I don't believe that is accurate. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, There you go. If you've been looking at this device, I'm not saying this is a bad machine for the right demographic. If you're okay with lower performance and four gigs of RAM, I think this is perfectly fine. And candidly, $600 price point seems pretty good. And so for the right audience, like if you were looking at, see, when I say right audience, here's exactly who I mean. If you were looking at a Surface Go, a high end Surface Go, you are right in the ballpark of this device because look, it comes with a keyboard with the keyboard. And so if you're looking at the Surface Go, um, look at this thing, because unless you were looking at that $399 option Surface Go, this might actually be a much better deal. And I would can't personally take an Intel Core M3 over the Intel Pentium Gold of the Surface Go. So keep that in mind if you were looking to buy... Where is my mouse? Here it is. And so there is that. A couple other things this week. I got... I got beat by Mary Jo Foley. I had the information. She got it out before me. Uh, It's very much a friendly rivalry. I love Mary Jo. She's been a big help to me personally and professionally. And uh, I had the information. I was waiting for Microsoft to get it back, but she got it out seven minutes before me, and I'm not competitive at all. Just kidding. Uh, But Cortana Cortana Bas, uh, Javier Soltero, is leaving Microsoft. He's leaving Microsoft. And so they're also reorganizing um, Skype. It's basically moving under Teams. And so I, I... have many opinions about that. But Skype, I'm curious about the roadmap, mostly because they have, uh, they have Skype online, or Skype on the web, which is pretty well featured. Um, I was gonna say admittedly, but I mean, it is. Um, Then they have the UWP app, and then they have the desktop app. And they've got a lot of apps. (laughs) And I think there's gonna have to be some condensing of their strategy here, because they're building like 75 different Windows desktop apps, it feels like. And, um, where, you know, what's the future here? I kind of thinking it's just PWA, but we will, we will see. And that's anyways, but Javier Soltero, if that name doesn't sound super familiar, you probably recognize the outlook mail app on iOS and Android, which is one of the best mail apps. I use it every day. I quite like it. I keep hoping they port that exact same thing to the desktop, but they haven't done it yet. Um, is fantastic. Microsoft bought that from a company called Accompli, and and Javier founded Accompli, and so he joined Microsoft when they got bought, and now, if you remember, two weeks ago, I scooped uh, that there was a reorg that they were moving Cortana inside of the Office org. It was no longer kind of in that AI division. Well, Javier was leading that group, and now he didn't want to work under Office, and I think that was actually probably the writing on the wall at that time. I'm I'm thinking he probably made that decision ahead of this, would be my guess, uh, pretty candidly he's leaving four years after he was acquired or his company was acquired probably when his stock vests and he's like you know what i don't need to be here i don't i have plenty of money um i don't want to be working on cortana in this capacity and cortana is now just being passed around kind of like this broken feature that they don't really know what to do with and it's not good for the future of the the product there's no other way to describe it javier was uh, i liked javier so he did great stuff with Accompli. Um, I don't think he really had enough time running Cortana because I think it was the spring that he started taking over that. It could be, I could be wrong on that date. But anyways, he's leaving. And uh, yeah, so, so Cortana, I think, is under Schumann again. Um, not Harry Schramm but Schumann. Um, yeah, so it's been an interesting week. Interesting week at Microsoft. They're going through some challenges again. Um, I, I do think they'll be fine long term. Obviously, it's not revenue impacting. It's just kind of more embarrassment things. Um, coming along. And so I'm plowing away on this book. I'm waiting for Mr. Paul Thrott. He is editing it and I'm following behind and, and I need him to finish editing and then blah, blah, blah. Um, I can tell you there's a lot of good future Surface stuff in there. So if you like Surface, what's coming in the pipeline, you're going to buy the book. I know I'm shamelessly promoting this because I put a lot of hard work into it. And um, there's a lot of good details that have never been told. And so that link is below. But, guys, uh, that wraps it up for this week, and, um, you know, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, 1809 has shipped by then, and life is back to normal, and Microsoft is figuring out their new development strategy and approach so that we don't have um, issues every time there's a feature release of Windows 10. So, uh, with that, guys, have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you right back here next time.